Coming up on Studios America, the puppet master behind Joe Biden may have finally revealed himself. Glenn Beck joins me with the details. Anthony Weiner's big comeback doesn't quite make the splash he was hoping for. Don't miss a second of great conservative content. Blaze TV subscription is available now at blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, you'll save 10 bucks. And a CNN dumpster fire continues to burn out of control. Let's check out the latest damage as we do CNN's House of Cards. Stu does America. Well, CNN's House of Cards, in effect. You know, when I said CNN's House of Cards, I wasn't thinking of the TV show. But when you think about it, you've got lots and lots of sex, lots and lots of uh, corruption, lots and lots of politics, I don't know for sure if there are any murders, but it's certainly possible at this point. And I think a couple of producers have been uh, charged with child porn type of stuff. So, I mean, that's pretty similar to the Kevin Spacey part of the show. That's just a general outline. What I kind of meant, though, is that there's a house of cards here standing and it's in the middle of collapse. And as a conservative on a conservative uh, network, it is our job to claim that CNN is collapsing approximately every 15 minutes. It's just like it's like in the charter of every conservative media company. But I have to say, this is not a drill, guys. This is not the, oh, their ratings are down a little bit, or oh man, there's something going on, or oh, they got caught in a in a in a faulty story or a lie of some sort. This is like the whole company is falling apart in front of our eyes. It's really amazing to watch. And what's happening now, of course, is you have warring factions launching missiles at each other through the media. They all are connected to the media, of course. And so they know all the same people and they're all able to leak to the same people. And it's just turning crazy. I kind of wanted to go over the House of Cards today and talk about how each card as it falls, falls on another one, and the whole thing collapses. It, it was built in a very flimsy way, like a house of cards, and it is collapsing quickly, like a house of cards. It starts with the Trump fuel. And, you know, it was the right, you know, Jeff Zucker came in. He was the head of uh, CNN until he recently dropped out. And he came in with, like, a, a mandate to turn things around. CNN was, you know, known as the boring network. I mean, sure, it was... Uh, to the left, but it was the one trying to do some news. And Zucker decided to try to make it, uh, it, you know, he started doing documentaries and he started doing programming that wasn't really news related and tried to make it a little more flashy. Tried to get the ratings up a little bit. The ratings, as they, you know, as they've known to be, have been pretty, pretty bad. Thank God for CNN that Donald Trump pops into all of their lives. This is what the media, of course, wanted. They loved it. They loved every second of the Trump show up until about the moment he won. And then all of a sudden they started saying, holy crap, now we got to deal with this guy all the time. Uh, they they rode those uh, all those moments, the speeches and, and the back and forth and the nasty tweeting and all the things. They rode that roller coaster uh, up in the ratings and they were able to build on uh, on their numbers. And, and so the Trump fuel is a big part of this. Well, now Trump's gone and that card falls. Then you had the ratings boom that they got out of the Trump fuel and the ratings went up and up and up and they actually had relatively decent numbers for once. And while Donald Trump probably should have got most of the credit for that, Jeff Zucker got a lot of the credit for that. Well, Trump is gone. That card falls. The ratings boom. Well, that falls too. they're down, what, 80 
percent or something like that. Now, one of the ways that they stay going and they keep this house of cards standing is all of their powerful friends. We know all the friends that CNN has, they're tied in very deeply and more deeply than we even knew uh, uh, over the past uh, few months. We've figured out and these powerful friends were tied into the network in all sorts of ways. Uh, executives uh, were tied into campaigns. They were you know, back and forth between the media and various political campaigns. And of course, most famously, Chris Cuomo is Chris Cuomo is worse. Andrew Cuomo is awful. Uh, they're doing interviews with each other. They're taking advantage of these COVID moments. They've waived uh, this, uh, this ban on uh, Andrew Cuomo being interviewed by his freaking brother as if that was a difficult decision. Uh, they decided to let that happen. And they rode those ratings. They rode the spectacle. They kept going with it. And in the background, there was a lot of chatter at CNN. You know, I know some people over there have talked about that before. A lot of people over there were not happy about what was going on. Uh, on CNN on the air. Eventually, when Andrew Cuomo got into trouble, they stopped allowing them to interview each other, which is the most hypocritical thing you could possibly imagine for a journalistic institution. That kept going, uh, and that ban stayed on. Eventually, we found out that Chris Cuomo was actually advising his brother behind the scenes, and that was way over uh, the line. Even some of their biggest names came out in public and criticized that. Jake Tapper said, I cannot imagine a world in which anybody in journalism thinks that was appropriate. Chris, in his apology that he delivered on air, said that he put us in a bad spot. I would also agree with that. So you can see this is really starting to shake apart. And this is months ago now. So then we get into when these these the ratings are falling. Trump is gone, not there to fuel it anymore. You have uh, the, the, these sort of big, important relationships are getting a little shaky. People are starting to criticize them. And, you know, everybody around there knows a little bit about something. You know, I said this at, when the Andrew Cuomo thing went down. I said, you know, what does Chris Cuomo have on these guys? What, is, what, what does Chris Cuomo know about Jeff Zucker that would mean that he would still be employed after something like this? How many breaks are they going to give this guy? Well, we know that there was another card that was getting ready to fall, and that was, of course, the private relationships. There was all sorts of private relationships going on in the background. Now, a lot of people around CNN and in the media did know about this. I did not know about it, uh, honestly. It just seemed really suspicious as to why someone like Chris Cuomo, who, I mean, as plain as the eye could see, was terrible at his job. Right, like an awful host who continually put out junk on the air. Why was he still employed after multiple scandals? Well, I mean, why did Jeffrey Tubin come back? Well, I don't know. I don't really know. But now we kind of do know, now, don't we? The private relationships that were going on behind the scenes likely had lots of influence over the, these decisions and the way they were made. And when you're trying to run an organization and you have all these things leveraging, these big public relationships and the private ones behind the scenes, it gets hard to keep everything together. 
Now, this is from a New York Times story that came out yesterday discussing the moments where all this stuff has gone down with CNN and Zucker and Cuomo over the past few months. When the lawyers questioned, this is after a Cuomo investigation was launched, the lawyers in that investigation questioned Mr. Zucker and Miss Gullis, that's the woman he was uh, sleeping with, um, they asked about their romance. Mr. Zucker told them that the relationship had turned sexual during the pandemic. Now, I want to pause there for just a second. Remember when you weren't allowed out of your house? Remember when you weren't allowed within six feet of someone else? Remember when CNN badgered you all the time to keep your mask on? While all that was going on, their defense is that's when they started hooking up. You weren't allowed to go to work. You weren't allowed within six feet of anybody. You weren't allowed to be without a mask. They were doing all sorts of stuff in the bedroom off, uh, I I don't know. I mean, uh, really pushing work and working out to the extreme. Now, I... You can make fun of all the people at the at the uh, at the Super Bowl without masks on all the celebrities as we did yesterday. This one, though, they started the sexual relationship during the pandemic and that's their defense. Fascinating. Um, Gullis, uh, who is the woman in this relationship, she's also a CNN executive, also at some point seemed to move one floor away from Jeff Zucker. In their apartment. Just move. How many apartments are there in New York? We just happen to move one floor away. Okay, okay. They say it didn't start to the pandemic, though. Uh, She got fired uh, today or had to resign. And here's what her statement said. I'd hoped to share my news with you tonight myself, and Warner Media had assured me I could do that. Unfortunately, they jumped the gun, breaking their promise. I'm sorry you had to learn this from someone other than me. Here's what I'm about to say publicly, but I wanted to share with you first. This is writing, obviously, to her co-workers. Warner Media's statement tonight is an attempt to retaliate against me, change the media narrative in the wake of their disastrous handling of the last two weeks. It is deeply disappointing that after spending the past nine years defending and upholding CNN's highest standard, of journalistic integrity, I would be treated this way as I leave, but I do so with my head held high, knowing that I gave my heart and soul working with the finest journalists in the world. I don't know where she thinks she was working, but uh, maybe in another place. So all of this breaks down. You had all these affairs going on, and Chris Cuomo, who is get uh, be on the way, being pushed out, he knows he can leak to the media about these private relationships. He knows what can go on. Then we have another layer here, which is the harassment claims. They come in and they are the thing that kind of moves the ball along. And ultimately, at least as these reports are going right now, leads to Chris Cuomo getting fired. Now, we knew about one or two different accusations against Cuomo. This one we didn't know the details of really until now. You knew there was a former ABC News executive who basically said Chris Cuomo came into a party and groped her in front of her husband, uh, then emailed her to apologize for it. That came out a while ago, and Chris Cuomo just basically said, yeah, I did it, but uh, it wasn't sexual. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I, I apologize and I meant it. Well, bygones be got bygones, you know? Every once in a while, you're going to come into a party and you're going to grab a tush or two. I mean, it just happens, and sometimes people remember it, even years later. It's kind of weird. Um, the harassment claims are interesting here, though, because this new one is about a, a temp worker. 
from 2011, and here's uh, some of the details from the New York Times story. 2011, the woman who was referred to as Jane Doe was a young temporary ABC employer employee uh, hoping for a full-time job. One day after Mr. Cuomo, an anchor, had offered her career advice, he invited her to lunch in his office. When she arrived, there was no food. Now, that's a, a pretty fundamental part of lunch. It's food. So, like, when you invite someone out to have lunch in your office, you usually at some point would have some food. But Chris didn't have any food. He instead, when she arrived, uh, there was no food. Instead, he, Mr. Cuomo badgered her for sex. And after she declined, he assaulted her, she said. She ran out of the room. The thing that makes this house of cards stay together through all of these things is a protection racket. It's a racket where everyone has a little dirt on each other. Everybody knows that they can, they've all got guns to each other's head. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Everybody's got a gun pointed at everybody else's heads, and they all ask, act very nicely uh, to each other in front of each other's faces. But they all know that if one side, one person burns uh, someone else in the circle, the guns start going off and everybody drops to the floor. And that's kind of what we're seeing here. The house of cards starts to fall down because the protection racket starts to crumble. With all this information, all these allegations, all of these times where Jeff Zucker stepped up to protect Chris Cuomo over and over and over again, not understanding that every male, at least, in the Cuomo family is such a terrible person that even if you did a million nice things for them, the second them hurting you would benefit them, they're going to take that opportunity. That is who the Cuomos are. Andrew Cuomo was awful, dot com. Chris Cuomo was worse, dot com. So the racket, the, the whole racket with the protection, it starts to crumble because they all have this information. And once Chris Cuomo is, is fired and starts getting, he was suspended at first and then eventually fired, he's got all this ammunition to fire back. Zucker's got all this information to go back at Cuomo with, including the idea that they work together with Andrew Cuomo, Zucker and Gallist as well, not just Chris Cuomo. No wonder they couldn't fire him. And that goes down to the last thing that CNN had, which was this reputation, this journalism. Now, look, as conservatives, we look at CNN's coverage on most things and think it's terrible. And it certainly is most of the time. There are people over there who do some good work. But this, take it outside of us for a second. We watch CNN almost exclusively to critique it. A lot of people go to CNN, especially older people, old school people who watch cable news, and go to CNN because they think they're the credible one. And that, a lot of that has faded over the Trump era throughout this entire house of cards being built and crumbling to the ground. But it was the last thing they had. It's the only thing they had. They've never had a good shows. What they have is this reputation, this... This this is CNN. It's James Earl Joyce uh, Jones's voice. It's it's the dumb Apple commercials, right? This is an Apple. We'll tell you it's an Apple. We know it's an Apple. We're the ones with the authority to tell you this is an Apple and be right about it. Now it doesn't seem like uh, a high intellect to figure out what an Apple is, but CNN was bragging about it for a while. That's why I bring it up. Um, so we go through this whole thing, and we get this little nugget from the statement from CNN. This is pretty interesting. Based on interviews with more than 40 individuals and a review of over 100,000 texts and emails, the investigation found violations of company policies, including CNN's news standards and practices, 
by Jeff Zucker, Allison Gallist, and Chris Cuomo. Hmm, I thought, I thought this was about a, an affair they didn't disclose. What do you mean, CNN's news practices? Kind of an interesting nugget there. Brian Stelter, to his credit, actually did mention this part of the story in his newsletter. Uh, Kilar, who is the guy who uh, wrote uh, this memo, is specifically referencing the Newsroom Standards and Practices Guidebook. Zucker's resignation memo referenced his failure to disclose his romantic uh, relationship with Gallist, a violation of business conduct, not news standards. So what could this be? Now, part of this, we know, is the accusation, seemingly coming from Chris Cuomo's camp, that Zucker and Gullist, the, the two in the affair, were advising Andrew Cuomo in much the same way that Chris was, essentially giving him um, uh, ways to attack Trump in the press conferences, his, uh, the way he handled questions and pushback from Trump. Uh, we know Chris Cuomo did that. Well, it seems like Zucker and Gullist were doing it as well. Remember, Gullist used to work for Andrew Cuomo. This is incestuous. It's, it's incredibly incestuous. Um, and so... We get to this point where we have this idea of protecting this reputation in journalism. And it's like, you know, it's like a sports scandal. If you have a sports scandal where, I don't know, um, uh, you know, someone is in a uh, domestic abuse situation or in a drug arrest or something that's separate from the sport, it's really bad and everyone's horrified by it. But it doesn't affect the, the, the quality of the play on the field. It doesn't affect the balance of power in the league. That has to be protected at all costs by the NFL or the NBA. When they have a referee scandal, that's a big deal because you have, to, you have to protect the integrity of the game. Well, this is the integrity of the game for CNN. It's their journalism. They would, all of this stuff is all side, on the side. Don't worry about it. What we have to focus on is how good our reporting has been. Let me give you this nugget. This is incredible. At the height of the Me Too uprising, after TV personalities like Charlie Rose and Matt Lauer were felled by misconduct allegations, Mr. Cuomo contacted the woman seemingly out of the blue. Now, to tell you who the woman is, it's the woman from the lunch. Remember the one that he invited to lunch with no food and, you know, did that whole thing where he assaulted her. Mr. Cuomo, out of the blue, just reaches out years later and, and proposed arranging a CNN segment about the company where she was now working doing public relations. The woman tried to avoid any contact with Cuomo, but CNN ultimately broadcast a segment anyway. The woman says, hey, this seems like he's just trying to cover for all the stuff that happened before. Essentially, call me up and say, hey, I'm a friend. Let me give you this, uh, this whole breakdown of, of the segment, uh, a nice little segment on your PR firm. Like, why the hell would CNN be doing that segment? They have Trump to make fun of. They can't be running segments like that. The CNN segment aired. Uh, we have not seen it yet. They have not identified what the company is. I'm sure we'll learn that eventually. But they just threw on a segment, a, a, a fluffy segment about a PR firm to buy her uh, allegation, to basically buy her silence. That is a serious accusation against a news enterprise. And one that, I mean, it, it begs for a house cleaning. So this is how this house of cards falls. It starts with the Trump fuel going away. Then the ratings boom goes away. Then all the powerful friends are exposed and they start going away. 
Then the private relationships are exposed, and those start deteriorating and going away. Then you have the harassment claims, and when they get exposed, more and more credibility is lost, and the cards keep falling. Then the protection racket. Those bonds are broken. No longer are the, are the power players protecting each other, and that means the reputation, the journalism is gone. All these cards crumble to the ground, and the house of cards falls to the table. This is how it happens, boys and girls. This is how the house of cards falls. This is not a drill. This is really happening. And if there's not a house cleaning after this at CNN, I don't know that anything will ever bring one. Do you care about your skin? Do you need the best in skincare? Well, maybe you have red, inflamed, and maybe even blotchy, uneven skin tone. Uh, that can be a struggle for a lot of people. The only solution before has been abrasive, irritating products with retinol. But now, GenuCell's new Ultra Retinol Cream gives you all the skin healing benefits of retinol without the harsh irritation. It's made for sensitive skin. It's effective hydration for all skin types and perfect for men and women. You can get GenuCell's Ultra Retinol included with your order of their most important popular package uh, that is out, out there right now at GenuCell.com stew. You can save 60% on all your GenuCell favorites. Plus, enter the special code stew at uh, checkout for an extra discount. Just visit the new GenuCell.com to bundle your skincare favorites and get 10% off for as long as you love the results you see. GenuCell.com stew. It's G-E-N-U. CEL.com slash two. All orders are upgraded to free priority shipping for a limited time. It's GenuCell.com slash stew. Well, I am joined once again by Glenn Beck. His new special is coming up next, 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Tonight, it's Exposed, who's really running the Biden administration. Be sure to stick around and check it out. Glenn, how's it going? Show me the show prep you did for this interview. Because just turn that card around and just see all You're the questions. You're going to be surprised. You ready? Oh, my gosh. It's worse. No, that's just the intro. <laughs> and somebody well, typed that for you. Yes, well, yes. Not a single question on that stupid card. That's true. There's not one yeah, single not question. One. I hold it up because it's, um, it makes me look prepared. Yeah, it does. Right? Like, people yeah. don't know that there's never anything on these cards. I mean, right. I'm always making it up as I go along. Right. I barely, I'm, I, I've seen you several times, so I know your name, but that's really <laughs> the level right. that's it. of dedication. That's it, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I was away this past weekend. What's the, what was the biggest story while I was gone? Was it the Remington thing? I don't know. I was gone, too. You are doing the show, though. You're still following the news. I wasn't listening at all. Yeah, I think the biggest story... Uh, no, the biggest story is what happened in Canada uh, okay. with the finance minister. It's it, the, what they use the emergency powers to do. Um, they are moving towards the Great Reset. And I think the most um, misunderstood story is Remington. If you don't understand the Great Reset, you don't know what really happened there. Let's take let's take these one by one. Canada, you know, I've been confused by the coverage of it, honestly. Like, I, I, you see some stuff from the mainstream media that these guys are the worst people in the world. On the other side, I see that these truckers are, you know, international superheroes and are perfect in every way. Is there a truth in between? Is is it true that they're just yeah? I don't just know because you know, it's Canada. We're not up there. Yeah. I don't know, um, but. I will tell you, there's not been any violence. Right. The only violence that has happened, and it's gone unreported by the CBC and the press, uh, was a um, uh, Antifa member took their car and 
slammed it into a truck trying to, you know, cause death and damage. Sure. Uh, and that wasn't reported on. That's the only inspired violence that I know of. If you're worried about the trade situation, those trucks, those trucks are off the bridges. Yeah, that okay. was cleared on Sunday. Is yeah, right? mm-hmm. this is this is something where they're now talking about just the trucks that are peacefully protesting around the Capitol in Ottawa. When can you not do that? Uh, when? How does that make you a terrorist? My gosh, I was just in uh, the capital of Idaho, Boise, and I was going to the capital to meet some people yesterday. And uh, there's a tent city right across the street, and it the signs say, uh, stop uh, making uh, houseless people illegal. I didn't stop to talk to him about it, mm. but they're right there at the Capitol. Nobody's stopping them. Yeah, there's a bunch of teachers or whatever in another Capitol today uh, protesting, occupying the right. Capitol. No, no insurrection claims about that. Right. One. I mean, we know the coverage is inconsistent. Um, but how does this tie in? How does the what the 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 Canadian emergency order, which is I think I, to me, it just strikes me as really scary. Uh, I mean, it's terrifying, seems- terrifying, as terrifying as that bill on Homeland Security was last week mm. that said anybody who is using mis, dis or mal information uh, is basically a terroristic threat to the United States. Anybody who is trying to cause others to ha- question the uh, legitimacy or the the acts of the United States government. Well, that's our civic duty to do that. You're a terrorist. So what he did was, because the police came, he called in the police from all over, the Ottawa Police Department, called in all the other police departments in surrounding areas and said, you got to come and help us. Well, most of those police chiefs said, you don't have anything here. What, what are we doing? What, what do you, you can handle this. They're, they're sitting in their trucks. <laughs> and they were a little pissed that they were called in and they left. Okay. So there was nothing they could do because it's a peaceful rally. So they, they hastened the Great Reset through emergency powers. And you'll notice he wasn't up there with the chief of police or military or anybody else. He was with their biggest weapon, the finance minister. This is like Janet Yellen coming out and saying, "Okay, well, you know, those 912 Project Tea Party people, uh, if you have ever given money, you're now on a list of a watch list because you're a possible terrorist. Anybody who collected that money, banks can no longer serve you. You uh, I mean, you collect all the money you want, but. You won't do it on Internet and you won't use any banking or banking facility. No credit cards, no processing of anything with that money. And if you do keep your money in the bank or had it in the bank, it's completely frozen. (laughs) But other than that, other than that. Oh, and by the way, Mm -hmm. if you're coming on a bus, the bus company will lose its license, will lose its license plate and the drivers will lose their uh, their driver's license And you won't be able to get any loans from the bank. And also, if you carry any of these people there, you also will lose your insurance. And what's the difference between that and the social credit score? None. Zero. That's the Great Reset. Let me explain, if I may. Yeah, please. Remington. Mm. 
I'm on the plane flying back yesterday, and um, I, we're out of service, but um, the guy who's with me had downloaded a news page, so we didn't have any of the details, just the headline. And it said, um, Remington settles for, what, $73 million. Uh, and his response was my response. What? What are they doing? Gun companies fight that to the Supreme Court and you'd win. And the case was the Sandy Hook situation that mm-hmm. they were being sued because they were trying to hold them responsible for the deaths at Sandy Hook because a Remington weapon was used. Right. And a Remington weapon is also something that they allow in video games mm-hmm. that strangely the left now says makes you violent. Right. Okay. <laughs> what? That's very strange. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. And, uh, and so they settled. Well, when I'm on the plane, I said, because I know the great reset, one of two things. First, check the board of directors of Remington. See if they put new board members on Remington mm. and who they are. Well, when we got off the plane, started looking in, there are no board members. Remington is defunct. Remington yeah, was broke. During COVID, I guess. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it broke up into several different companies. So there's no company anymore. So who settled? The insurance companies. Does anyone remember the beginnings of the Great Reset just being used by Governor Cuomo? We've got a gun problem. And, you know, this is a danger to our society and quite honestly, a danger to our banks because our banks, well, they're the ones that, I mean, if they get involved in a gun company and that that could pull them down. So I would say to the banks and insurance companies, do you really want to be in business with them? Because we might have to investigate you. So the banks, some of them, stopped doing business with gun make manufacturers and also gun store owners. And insurance companies were like, ah, I don't think we're going to take you. Okay, Now, they've used this litigation. It's not about the $73 million. It's certainly not about Sandy Hook. And it's not even about the coming litigation for the other uh, companies. What this was about was the law being used and settled so you can't go and reopen it again. It was settled, and it was a loss. The gun companies, the insurance companies, settled and said, yes, it's their fault. Okay? Well, now, how's that going to work out for the insurance companies? Because the insurance companies were the one, not Remington. Insurance companies were on the hook for that. That's what you have insurance for. All right, now you've just opened up Pandora's box, and the left will walk through it. Everyone will sue these gun companies. The gun companies are not going to be paying that. The insurance companies will. So what happens? (laughs) One of two things. The insurance rates go sky high, which stops people from opening a gun store, opening anything. Okay, Having a gun company, their insurance rates sky high. Okay, Or the insurance companies just say, you know, it's like yeah, owning land, mm-hmm. you know, in Florida, right on the ocean front. You'll have to get your own insurance because too risky for too us. risky for us. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, the, they didn't in the settlement, they didn't explicitly say it was Remington's fault. But the impact of this yep. is going to essentially enforce 
the idea that it was their fault. And, and even, these, if, this it, law was even about, if it isn't, yeah. even if it isn't, if you can win these cases um, and and just settle, just make it so painful that the insurance company just says, just settle it, just mm-hmm. settle it. We don't even have to admit guilt. Once these companies, the insurance companies, get hit over and over, 75 million, 100 million, just in business, no great reset, no, you know, mm-hmm. this is their plan. The, they would naturally skyrocket and companies would naturally say, guys, this, you're getting hit with yeah. too much. I can't do it. I can't do it. Isn't this similar to what has happened with Joe Rogan, where Spotify hires Rogan? They get all this heat. Rogan may very well stay on Spotify. I still think there's a chance of this escalating further and, and he winds up getting dropped or something. But he may very well stay on Spotify. But the damage is already done. Mm. Who, they're never going to hire you at Spotify because they know if they do, they're going to get this times 10. Mm-hmm. So they're going to edit themselves. And then you're going to have hosts who want to be hi- uh, hired by Spotify editing their own content before they even release their podcasts. I mean, it, 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 it enforces itself without a law. That's why ESG is so insidious. Mm. Because the ESG scores, like the Chinese social score, it is a, it, it's self-enforced. Okay? If they need to come in and bust your head open, they will. But instead, let's just all play nice with each other. I mean, you don't want to be a pariah in society. Right. Just do these things. That's what's happening. And the banks police themselves. The government doesn't have to police. The banks and the insurance companies are policing. You'd think the left would hate this, right? Like This seems like the type of thing that you want corporations essentially running your society But if the corporations do what they want. Oh, they will hate it in the end because the corporations and the banks will end up. You think the government has more power than the corporations and the banks? No way. Who's going to end up running this? The corporations, the banks and tech. The government is going to be the big loser. uh, No, the big loser is people. Right. Then the government. Mm. They're the weakest. If you just start making all these laws where they can do what they want, and they can self-regulate and police. What do I need the government for again? Mm. Oh, you go into all this in the book, The Great Reset, which is done very, very well, as we know, uh, not really available to buy uh, in... You could, you could set your, put your order in, right, for, for put a your order in. It should be available next week. Um, so, oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. T- tell me more about the, the audiobook, though. You did the, the whole audiobook a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I know your audiobooks. Your audiobooks are not just you reading the book. There's always a lot of additional there's stuff probably, in there. <laughs> there's probably 5% ad lib in there where yeah. I'm like, yeah, let me tell you what's really happening here. <laughs> um, so the audiobook, you do get a little extra. Um, but uh, I just met a woman yesterday. She said, I listened to your book three times. She said, you're great at 1.7, by the way. <laughs> uh, she said, you'd sound fine at 1.7. I said, I wish I could have recorded it at 1.7. Mm. But um, she said, I've listened to it three times. And she said, not, um, not because, you know, I'm obsessed with it or anything else, but it's so, there's so many facts that I hear it and I get to the end of the chapter and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I got to go back because this fact, this fact, this fact, all the footnotes. Yeah. Um, and she has to do it by hand. Um, but it is, it is a story that everyone has to know. Mm. 
Well, you can get the audiobook right now. You can get the Kindle version right now. And hopefully hardcovers more coming, we think, maybe next week. It's The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. And then tonight, this is interesting, the special tonight, because I, you told me the guy's name and kind of some of the details on this. I didn't know any of it. So I've never heard it. Neither did I. So this is like brand new stuff you've never heard before. Glenn Beck uh, exposed who is really running the Biden administration. It's tonight. Make sure you don't miss it. Blaze TV uh, is the place to see uh, those, all the Glenn's specials. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. Enter the promo code Stu. That's how they know you like this stupid show. You can watch Glenn's show. Save 10 bucks. All the good things. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Stu. So if you want to buy or sell a home, you know, the market has been a little crazy over the past year or so. Um, And what do you do? Do you have the right person to take control of your transaction? This is usually when you buy or sell a house, it's the biggest transaction of your life. And it sort of escalates as you get older. Uh, So the risk and the reward becomes bigger and bigger. You better have the right person on your side to make sure that this transaction goes the best way possible. Realestateagentsitrust.com, a company uh, started by our own uh, Glenn Beck here many years ago to try to find the best real estate agent because you were having your typical catastrophe like most of your life. I was just thinking, so far I'm going to pay 100% of this ad. Now you've just gone off the rails. I don't know if I pay for it. So what are you down to now? Right now? Just right now? Yeah. We're already down you know, to maybe 60%. Uh, Okay. 60 cents on the dollar, but you still have to finish it. Oh gosh, okay. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Get more information now at realestateagentsitrust.com. One more time, realestateagentsitrust.com. 40 cents. 40 cents? That's not that bad. That's yeah. better than I thought. <laughs> I'd hoped never to have to utter these words, but ladies and gentlemen, the wiener is back. You pled guilty, Anthony, to sending obscene materials to a young girl, a 15-year-old girl. You went, you pled guilty. You served jail time. Have you changed? Are you a different person? Well, um, I think so. I don't think anyone can go through that kind of experience, and I think this is probably true of people who have been through other types of adversity. I don't think you go through that type of experience and don't emerge changed. Well, wait, that's obs- wait, but um, Anthony, wait a minute. So that's I obscu- think it's fairly Anthony, obvious. That's an obscure answer. I think so. Either you know in your heart if you changed, or you know in your heart if you didn't change. Do you, can you assure people, because you're going to now try and draw in an audience, and they're going to want to know if you've changed or not. Have you changed? They, 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 they can judge for themselves. I'm sorry? I said they can judge for themselves. I'm not out to persuade you or anyone else that I've changed. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes the, you, you hate the delay. You can tell there's a little bit of a delay between Hannity and Wiener. Um, sometimes it just makes the segment so much better. <laughs> that's, that's one of those rare segments that is improved by the delay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, why you'd want this guy back in your life, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's going on. He's doing a show for WABC in New York with Curtis Sliwa, as you saw there. I guess they're trying to do that kind of crossfire-ish type of pr- approach. I mean, I... I wouldn't want this guy anywhere near a microphone, I'll tell you that. God only knows what he'll do to it. 
So anyway, uh, that's going on in San Francisco. Actually, a really positive story. Voters ousted three school board members in a recall vote uh, by a huge margin. And these are the people who are like, hey, I know none of the kids are coming to school right now. And, you know, we're going to mask them up and and we're not even going to let them enter the building, actually. Uh, But let's rename some of the schools instead of like Abraham Lincoln School. Let's name it like Ibram Kendi School. Those people. Yeah, they're gone. Even in San Francisco, they're pushing back against that. But while we're in the middle of this uh, situation where kids are still going to school in masks, you should know those same kids can go to Disneyland without a mask. Uh, Disneyland ditching its mask requirements for fully vaccinated guests. That happens uh, on uh, February 17th, just a couple of days. And the CDC has now lowered its pandemic travel travel warning for cruise ships. So like, I mean, even before the pandemic, everybody got sick on cruise ships. Now they're like, ah, go on a cruise ship. Don't don't you dare let a seven year old go to school without a mask. But cruise ships go away and party. You know, Ronald Reagan came into power, you know, in the United States, what was it, gosh, was it 40 years ago now? I don't know how long ago. It was a long time ago. And a big part of the reason he was able to get into the White House was inflation. Inflation was so bad. And, and Reagan came in and said, uh, we're going to have some tough times to correct this, but we're going to correct it. Uh, that is something that I don't know. I mean, does this administration look like they're going to be able to handle a problem like that? Now, your retirement accounts are under attack because of these inflationary policies of this administration and our Congress. Uh, If you have not called Birch Gold yet, uh, this is the place to call to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold. Because you may be looking at this and saying, this looks out of of control. i got to do something about this. Birch Gold has your life vest for an inflationary period. They can help you convert an IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. Thousands of satisfied customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. All you got to do is text the uh, word STU, S-T-U, to the number 989898. STU happens to be my name. You will get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. That's not actually my name, but it's the name of the show. Stu, to 989898, you get a comprehensive 20-page guide revealing how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. Do it now. Text the word Stu to 989898. It's Stu to 989898. Make sure to subscribe and listen to the show, rate and review it, click the bells, do all the things. Uh, This one comes in five stars. Mr. Stu, please read my review. It's great and stuff. I mean, I just did. Thank you very much. Five freaking stars. Uh, I first heard about Glenn Beck and Stu from listening to Brian Lilly, uh, the Glenn Beck program and Stu Does America. Now my preferred sources, ludicrously high five star rating. Thank you so much. Stu, you should be bigger than Rogan. Change my mind. Uh, He's in much better shape than me. So uh, he's probably going to be bigger. What kind of diseases could Stu get doing Los Angeles? Patricia replies, he'd be quarantined for sure. That's true. I think, I I mean, look, I'm, you know me, I'm not against, I'm not for these COVID restrictions. But for people returning from Los Angeles, you should have to stay away from other people for at least two weeks. And now, a scene from the Orlando airport. We need you to go to the terminal, Suck my Suck my Oh, I can suck my Okay, Chelsea. Just, just go to the terminal. 
Okay. I'll, I'll help see her out. You guys are good. Oh man, that thing kind of goes fast. She's sitting on a motorized suitcase. I think I'm faster, but gonna have a, a bike pursuing a suitcase in a minute. It's gonna be crazy. Chelsea, you gotta get off. Or the doors are gonna close. Negative. Thank you. We're gonna go. Chelsea, can you do me a favor? Can you roll with me to the to the main terminal? You can't hang out here. It's a secured area. Just a little bit to drink, I think. I will just leave you alone. Yeah, follow me. Follow me, Chelsea. We'll, we'll roll out together. My main question from watching that video is, why don't I have a motorized rolling suitcase? How do I not have this thing?